Last week, um, Aaron talked about what's in the name. Right? You, y'all, y'all ready for Fourth of July weekend? The big news, what is it? The big change, what is it? Well, I can tell you this. You know, when God changed a person's name, when he gave them a new name, it was to establish a new identity. That's the only reason he did that, a new identity. Now, you, I want you to think about your life. The whole time we're talking today, I want you to think about your life. New identity. Whether you know it or not, you have a new identity if you're born again. You were that, now you're this. God changed Abram's name, meaning exalted father, to Abraham. What did that mean? Father of a multitude. Why? Because words are important, guys. Words are important. What? What's in a name? What is a name? Like, well, okay, it's, it's spoken. It's a word. Your name is a word. Every time anybody spoke Abraham's name, they were prophesying. Father of a multitude. Father of a multitude. And see, one of our problems as Americans, we don't, we don't kind of think much about what's in words. Well, in that culture, they did. What's in a word? Father of a multitude, father of a multitude. And he was hearing people say that. He knew what that word meant too. What's in a name? What's in a word? God also changed Abraham's wife, Sarai, to, which meant my princess. That's a good name, isn't it? But changed it to Sarah, mother of nations. A whole nother thing. Princes, not princes of nations but she was going to be the mother of nations. God changed Jacob's name from supplanter, trickster, to Israel, meaning having power with God. In the New Testament, Jesus changed Simon's name. It went from Peter, which was, that was a good name. God has heard. That's what that means. But uh, Simon, I'm sorry, and changed it to Peter, meaning the rock. Well, you know, he first called him that because Peter was declared one of the leaders. I mean, and God was even saying, I'm, I'm going to build my church with you. You know, guys, God's still building his church with us. With, not just with pastor, not just with me, but with you. So why did God choose new names for some people? We're not exactly sure the total reasons, but, but I think it's for them to know they were destiny, destined for a new mission of life. The new name was a way to reveal the divine plan and to assure them that God's plan will be fulfilled. You know, many years ago when uh, my wife and I realized God's calling us to ministry, and we needed to name, you know, name the ministry, right? And so I had thought this name higher ground because I always want to keep going higher. And that's still true for me today. I want to go higher, I want to go higher, I want to go higher. And then I, I read an article, and in the article it said, I have seen an open heaven. So the writer wrote, I have seen an open heaven. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I'd like to see an open heaven. Would you? So, a couple of you? Yeah. 
And later God said to me, well, I was really seriously thinking about this higher ground name. And he said, Harold, let me ask you a question. Would you rather, if you could actually have this for real, spiritually speaking, would you want higher ground or would you want to open heaven? That pretty much sealed it for me, what the name of will be, right? I'm like, oh, God, I want to live under open heaven. And every time anybody even says our ministry name, do you know what they're doing? They're prophesying. Open heaven. Open heaven. Open heaven come. Open heaven be. Open heaven where the angels are ascending and descending. What's in a name? I want to talk about what's in a name in a little bit different way. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been called a name? Yes or no? Yeah. Now, that's not really a good thing, is it? If you've been called a name, that is not a good thing. Somebody is belittling you. Somebody's speaking against you. Somebody's come against you. Somebody's just uh, doubting you. Somebody's actually prophesying. Actually, somebody's in agreement with the evil one, and don't, they don't even know it. Because words are powerful. Words are creative. You know, if somebody calls you a name, name calling, yeah, you can look that up in the, you know, online, name calling. And it said, what is it? It's abusive language or insults. Do you realize Satan loves it when we speak against each other? Do you know that? Do you know another thing that we do all the time? We speak against ourselves. We're like, well, I can't really do that. I'm not really smart enough. Or, or may, maybe people have spoke against you. You're, maybe even your parents spoke against you. You're not, you're not smart enough for that. You're not good enough for that. You're, not, you're too lazy. What, what are they doing? They're prophesying. They're speaking creative words that will actually create your world if you receive them. Now, guys, I want us as believers to get to a place where we never, ever speak those type of things against anybody. You know, I read one time in, in Hebrew culture, they considered gossip, speaking about someone, not just uh, in slander and things, speaking against people, but even if it's true, they would not speak it. So it was, they didn't consider that gossip because it's true. Well, the Hebrews definitely believed that. I will not speak against. I will not speak a word that's not positive. I will not speak a word that's not bringing life. I will not speak a word that's not encouraging. Because when I do, I'm partnering with the evil one. Have you ever thought about that? Have you, how many besides me has ever called yourself a name? Yeah. Do you know what? The enemy even loves that. Why? Because we're speaking against our own destiny, guys. We're speaking against what God has for us. We don't even realize we're doing it. It's, it tells us in, in Genesis that God created, right? What did he do? He spoke, and it happened. And we are made in his image and likeness. What we don't understand, there's Spiritual power and authority released in our words. And it tells us in Proverbs that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let me ask you this. How many people would be super excited if this actually happened? 
everything you say for the next 30 days will come to pass. What if the Lord just showed up and he, he comes up here, he takes the mic, and he says, everything that you speak over the next 30 days will come to pass. Do you think you'd change your language? Huh? You would, wouldn't you? I would. Man, I'd be extra careful of what I spoke. Why? Because words matter. Names matter. Good names or bad names? What is a name? It's, 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 it's a description, right? It's a description of something. I'm stupid. What I do? I just call myself a name. Man, sometimes I can't do anything right. What am I doing? I'm speaking against my destiny and purpose. I'm speaking against prosperity in my life. I'm speaking against moving forward. You guys are going to be, be over the next few years, moving into a big project. You've already begun. I love it. I, love, I mean, I've sowed into it myself. I love it. I love the vision that Pastor Aaron has for the county and territory. You know one reason I love it? I live in Brown County. It's my county. It's my county. No, I don't think you understand. It's my county. Way more than you realize. It's my county. I live here. You know, one of my big things, man, I am starting to understand things like spiritual authority. I have it. And I walk in it. I used to not. I didn't even know I had any. And, you know, so why am I saying that? Because when we need to be careful what we speak about what's coming, we need to, we need to be careful about how we talk about what's coming. You want to support the project, you don't have money. Don't be talking about how much money you don't have. Be saying, God, you know my heart. I want to sow into this. You're going to provide the finances for me to do that. See, that's the right way to talk about stuff. I thank you, God, for Pastor Aaron. I thank you that he's a man of God. I thank you, God, that you're giving him wisdom. Lord, he won't be perfect. We know that. But he <laughs> got one amen. Of course, that's <laughs> from the man that said he wouldn't be perfect. Guys, I don't think we understand how important this stuff is, honestly. We need to watch what we say. You know, here's some things that's super important to me, that, that our ministry, Open Heaven, that we flow in quite strongly. First off, the Father's love. Unity. Unity. My team is so unified, it's just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Where, there's, where we're releasing the Father's love, where we're walking in unity, we never speak against each other. That doesn't mean each of, each of us do everything perfectly. No, no, no. It doesn't mean we're always correct. What does it mean? We're, we have a heart after God, and we're going to, just going to go after him. Will we make mistakes? Of course. 
Watch what we say, though, right? Pastor Aaron knows this, too. You know, he can't, he can't sit around looking at what he's not well, does well. I can't do it either. Because if we do that, we start to doubt our call. We start to doubt our destiny. We start to doubt our mission. Guys, this is for everybody. You have a purpose in the kingdom of God. You do. And if you're not where you need to be, there's a lack in that area. Why? Because you're not there. You always think that, oh, my gosh, you know, I need you, I need you. Do you not understand that they need you? You're unique. You're special. You have a call. You have a gift. And those of you I saw stand up today for the different words, I'm going to tell you, I got this sense. God is about ready to explode in your life. What you need to do is just get positioned for the explosion. But you won't be out there by yourself somewhere. But unity. Unit. You can't have unity if you don't have more than one person. People curse themselves all the time. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The rest of that verse actually says, and they'll eat the fruit of it. I 100% believe that that's where we get, you'll eat your words. We got a Bible verse for it. Death and life from the power of the tongue, and those that love it, what? They, 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 they love speech. They love words. You're going to eat your words. You are going to get, to a large degree, what you speak. If you feel insecure, thank the Lord that you are secure in him. Thank you that he's bringing you freedom, that he's bringing you uh, 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 abilities to do things that you can't do. You ever think about this? You say, well, I, you know, I can't do that. Good. That's good because if you can't do it, that means God will have to help you. If you can do it, it probably won't be as good as if God can help you. Amen? Don't worry about all that I can't do it stuff. Like, you think it's easy doing this kind of thing? We have our insecurities too. We're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I hope, hope I do good. I, I'm going to mess that up. Everybody has those thoughts, and what we got to do is push those thoughts aside and just know who we are. Who are we? We're a new creation. We, we, we are who God says we are. But you know, Satan loves it when we walk below where we're supposed to be in the kingdom. Guys, I have seen some of the most incredible moves of God. I, I, I've seen incredible things. But here's what I know. I barely scratched the surface of possibilities in the kingdom of God. It really is true. With God, all things are possible. That's a really absolute true statement. Proverbs 15, 4 says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. You want to have a tree of life? Have a wholesome tongue. Speak properly. Speak positively. I'm not just talking about other people. Speak this about yourself. Speak this about your husband. Speak it about your wife. Speak it about your children. Yeah, his positive words carry great weight, but so do negative words. How do I know that? Because I've, I've been in praying for inner healing and deliverance now for about 25 years. Hundreds of times I've broke off word curses that somebody spoke against them. I broke off word curses that people speak against themselves. 
What are they doing? Name calling. And if you heard that, if you heard me do that to somebody else, you would think, well, he's just a bully. He's called, do you hear him call that person that name? See, we catch that kind of stuff, but we don't always catch it when we do it to ourselves. Name calling for yourself is a perverted tongue. It says in the Message Bible, kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. You know, before we accepted Christ as our Savior, we, we, here's what we were, right? We were lost. We were sinful. We were wretched. We were bound. We were oppressed. We were brokenhearted. We were captive. We were imprisoned. We were blinded. We were hopeless. We were judgmental. Amen? Now, after accepting Christ, here's what the Bible says about you and me. You are forgiven. You are a new creation. You are free. You are righteous. You are complete. You are holy. You are blameless. You are peaceful. You're hopeful. You are renewed. You're merciful. You're forgiving. You're strong. You're blessed. If you've accepted Christ, that is who you are. You say, well, I don't feel like it. That doesn't matter. It really doesn't. There are many days that I assure you that not only me, because this happens to me, but I'm pretty sure your pastor would say the same thing. There are many days we don't feel like being the leader. We don't feel like being the pastor. We don't feel like preaching. But we do. Why? Because that's who we are. And we know often in natural life, in everyday life, we, we know who we are, it seems like, much better than spiritually speaking. Man, if you really understand, look, you are a new creation. You just haven't discovered who you are. Why? Because your brain, your, 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 your soul realm, your mind, your will, the emotions have not caught up with the spirit inside you. The spirit's inside you saying, let's do this thing. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, come on, come on. You ever, you ever get that prompting like, oh, I can do more than this. There's more than this in the kingdom of God. Have you ever got that? Who do you think that is? Your spirit man saying, you're destined for greatness. Guys, you and I will touch different people than Pastor Aaron. Pastor Aaron will touch different people than you and I. It's true for everybody. You will touch different people than that person sitting next to you. And if we all walked in the authority that we actually do have, if we all released words about ourselves as, I am free. Depression cannot stay in my life because I'm a free man in Christ. If we started to grab hold of some of this stuff, guys, I'm telling you, we would move forward like you would not believe. You know, if you've been a spiritual leader in anything, you will have people speaking against your destiny. 
Oh, my gosh, I've had it happen so many times. A lot of people, well-meaning, they don't even know they're doing that. Guys, let's not make it harder for somebody to fulfill their destiny. Let's make it easier. Let's not make it harder to fulfill in our own destiny. Let's make it easier. You've heard the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Sticks and stones can break your bones, and words can destroy you if you receive them. If, you, if, if they become part of you if, you, if you believe them, if you believe that's who you are. You know, I, when, I, when I pray for people for inner healing deliverance, and I, when I teach, I always say, look, I don't, I'm not even looking for the truth. I'm looking for what you think is the truth. Because, you know, the truth is you are a warrior. The truth is you are mighty. The truth is you are powerful. The truth is you are free. The truth is you have destiny and purpose. The truth is you can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That's the truth. But a lot of times we, we, we don't believe the truth. We believe the lie. And we don't even know it's a lie. Guys, if you're not believing that you are needed in the body of Christ, you're believing a lie. If you're not believing the Father loves you, you're believing a lie. If you're not believing that if you're not where you need to be in the kingdom of God, and it makes no difference, if, that, if that's what you think, it makes no difference, you're believing a lie. Some of the most incredible people that I've ever met in my life are ones that were not activated in the kingdom of God. They, they just kept to themselves. They didn't, they didn't get out. They didn't try to do anything. They didn't even make it easy for somebody to help them. They, they, they just run away, you know, like they're just out there by themselves doing their own thing. And then, you, you know, they get activated in the kingdom of God, and they realize, oh, my gosh, I can do this stuff. I can lay hands on the sick and recover. I can prophesy. I can get a word of knowledge. I, I can cast out devils out of the lives of people. I can help set people free. I can. I've trained hundreds of people like that who went from I can't do it to I am doing it. We need to go from I can't do it to I am doing it. And that's what people like Pastor and myself and, and many others in the body of Christ, that's our job. We're equippers. You can't equip somebody that doesn't want to be equipped, though. And a lot of people don't want to equip because they think it makes no difference. I've met some of you. I've met some of you in this very church that when I first met you, you weren't really that active. And now you are. Part of that was we helped activate you because that's what we do. Guys, this is a church of activation. This is a church of freedom. This is a church that will walk in signs, wonders, and miracles. This is a church that will lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Do, do you know, last December, um, I've been leading a Wednesday night group here at Resonance, and and in December, I, I got this idea of doing a Brown County healing service. Now, I was here in this building, and 
I thought, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to do these Wednesday night classes in January. I'm going to do three classes, and I'm going to teach people how to pray for the sick. And if you are praying for sick, hopefully I'll teach you how to be a little more effective at seeing results. So that was my goal. And then at the end of that, we were going to have a county healing service. And we did that. You know what was cool for me is, because uh, I'd not seen this either. In every session that we did on Wednesday night, in practice sessions, we saw three to five healings a week. And then we saw many people healed at the healing service. And since then... We have seen over 150 people healed. Yeah, you're right. That's not very exciting. <laughs> Guys, 150 people healed. And, and you know what? I didn't do hardly any of it. The people that we equipped. People that never had. We, we trained this one lady, and she was part of the last healing meeting we did, which was in uh, Kermont County. And you know what she told my wife? She said, before I really got involved here and got activated, trained, equipped, practiced, a safe place to practice, I had never even prayed out loud in front of anyone. Wow. And now she's laying hands on the sick and see them recover. Do you know, you know how you get to do that? You change your thinking about yourself. You change your words about yourself. That's why the Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So if you hear yourself talking really negatively, know this, that's not who you are. You are a new creation. You are to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. And if we understand who we are, and we understood that there's a divine plan, we, we could say, look, I'm born again, I'm spiritually transformed, I'm renewed, I'm set apart for God's purpose. That's who you are. I am an ambassador for Christ. I am a part of a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I'm a purchased people. Guys, if we don't embrace who we are, we can't be it. If you think you're a nobody and you're not important, we, the body of Christ, can't receive what you have because you're holding back thinking that you don't have anything to offer. Guys, you're you're important. You're important. You're important. Not just here at Residence. You are important here, too, if this is your home church. You're important here, yes. But you're important out there. More important than being important here is being important out there. God's design is for us to carry his presence into everyday life. I say it like this. You know, I, I, I've learned to release his presence intentionally. With purpose. Not just walk around, hey, let's see what happens. No, no, no. The Bible tells us the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and I. If you're born again. If you're not born again, we're going to give you an opportunity here in a minute. Because I'm going to tell you, I don't care what all the religious junk you've been taught. Here's a fact. You 
can be a mighty man or a mighty woman of God. You can be that. If you're not that, you can be that. And if you are that already, you can be much more powerful and much more effective than you are. All of us. You know why? Because Jesus said that what I did, you can do also. Now, either the Bible's true or it's not, guys. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm more than a conqueror. Is the Bible true? Is it? It is. If it's not, you know what we just have here? A party, a fellowship time. It doesn't matter. If the Bible's not true, this doesn't matter. Nothing matters, actually. But the Bible is true. Guys, surround yourself with people who believe in you. They're out there. You heard, you heard Matt. I love that. There are people like Matt who love you. You say, well, they haven't even met me. It doesn't matter. When they do meet you, you'll find out what I said was true. They just love you. And you know what I love? I love helping people step into their purpose and destiny. It's my favorite thing. It used to be when I started in ministry, because I was so new to, to, to this stuff, I was raised with a background of we didn't really lay hands on the sick and expect them to recover. If we did lay hands on them, we never really expected anything to happen. <laughs> I, I mean, guys, it's true. It's true. We didn't really expect anything, you know. And, and you know what we usually saw? Nothing. <laughs> we got what we expected. Right? We didn't even do much of it anyway. Of course, we never prophesied. We never operated in the gifts. I'd never heard a sermon ever preached on any of that. So a lot of us, when we come into a place that's offering us the more of God, we've not heard this stuff before. We're like, I don't know if I believe that. Hang around and watch it. I love working with people who have never seen anybody healed. I love working with them because I'm saying, just come work with me a little bit. You will see somebody healed. You will. You've ne you said, well, I've never done any of this stuff. Well, you can. You just need to be equipped in it. This is an equipping center. All these classes, you know, equip you. And, 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 and the things that we do here equip you. We'll help you. Guys, you can do this stuff. How, let me ask you this question then. How many of you want to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles? Raise your hand. All right. How many of you want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover? How many of you want to walk in more freedom in your own life? All right. It's coming. Here's what I want you to do. We are going to have a prayer team up here. I've got a few of my prayer team people here today. If, when, when, when the prayer team comes up in a minute, you guys are welcome to come up as well. Here's what I want to do for you, though, and with you. I want to break off word curses, words, names that you were called, titles you were given, description, your description. You're stupid. You're never amount to anything. You can't do anything right. I'm just a mess up. 
When you really do something bad, you use a word stronger than that. Speaking against yourself. People have spoke against you. People have hurt you. People have wounded you. People have, have, have made you feel like you didn't really have the value that I'm telling you, you do have. You do have. And you're going to see. If you just grab hold a little bit of what I'm saying today, this will be the best year of your life. I can guarantee you that. If you're not operating in any of this stuff, all you got to do, grab hold of a little bit of hope that there's more for you. And watch that seed grow until you be a mighty man or a mighty woman of God. But here's what I want to do. If, you, if you've had words spoke over you, if you spoke them over yourself, other people have spoken over you, they've called you names, you know, they've given you names, titles. Let me give you an example. The other day, this just happened the other day because I had put a testimony on Facebook about, man, we've seen, I forget what I said now, 100, 150 healings. And we're, I mean, we're seeing healings like I've never seen in my life. I've seen more healings this year, I think, than I have in the last 10 years added together. Now, yeah. Now, you know what? God's doing something, guys. That's what I'm saying. And, and you, you say, well, I've never seen that. Here's what I do. I love to hear testimonies. I love to hear what God is doing elsewhere because here's what I know. If he did it for them, he can do it for me. Okay? So don't take testimonies lightly. Grab hold of them and say, oh, there's more, there's more, there's more. But if you've been spoken against, I, I carry an anointing for freedom. I do. I've, I've been doing this stuff for a long time, and I have seen... I personally have seen hundreds and hundreds of people set free. I've seen people set free in a group when nobody laid hands on them, but we just said a simple prayer. If you want to, get, if you want to break out of this place of doubt and unbelief because of, of, of titles, words, you know, like this lady sent me this email saying, hey, oh, I saw you do this testimony. If, if I come Monday night, will you pray for me? Monday night was not about praying for people, honestly. But it's it's a, our impartation night. It's, it's a fun night. It, we, we, you know, we're just taking a break from all the ministry that we do, really. But I said, yeah, sure, just come on. But here's what she said. I, I really need healing in my back. I, 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 you know, I'm, I was in a car accident about 10 days ago. The pain's excruciating. I need healing. But... I'm going to come. I want you to pray for, for me, but I'm going to let you know I, I can't really stand or sit very long, and so I probably have to leave about, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes, in, you know, into the meeting. I said, sure, come and pray. We'll pray for you. But do you see what she did? Will you pray for healing for me? Here's what she did. Will you pray healing for me? You've seen 150 healings. Would you pray healing for me? I said, yes. Then she said, well, I won't be able to stay very long because of the pain in my back. I can't stand or sit. You get it? She already decided nothing's going to happen. I'm going to come and get prayer, but of course I can't stay because my back hurts so bad I got to leave. But you're coming for prayer. For God to heal your back. <laughs> Don't be. See, we do that kind of stuff. We speak all this negative stuff against ourselves all the time. Yeah. 
So when she got there, I prayed for her, and, and I'd never met this lady at all. And found out she's a Methodist lady in a church that we've been working with a little bit. And she said, you know, this stuff is all new to me. I said, that's okay. It's not new to us. So, you know, we'll help you with that. But here's what you did. And she's like, oh, yeah. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to help her tweak how she talks. That's all. Wasn't a correction. It wasn't, a, you know, it just was a good, hey, you see what you did? Expectation. What do we expect? Mostly nothing. Even though we serve the creator of the universe. That's what blows me away, guys. We carry the same spirit that Jesus Christ himself carried. Not a different one, the same one. And yet we walk around in this place of defeat all the time. That's not who we are. So if you, I, I, I want to break off word curses today. If you need that, if you understand what I'm saying, hopefully the whole thing today applies to you in any way, I want you to stand to your feet. Say this with me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce every word curse, every negative word, every word that didn't bring life, that's been spoken over me or that I spoke over someone else. I take back all authority that I gave those words. In the name of Jesus, I declare every one of these word curses, every negative word, null and void. It will never affect me again. It will never affect the people I spoke against. I declare those words dead in my life. In Jesus' name. Now let me pray over you for a second. Now in the name of Jesus, I break every binding of every word curse over everybody in this room that's standing. Every word they spoke against themselves, every word that they spoke against someone else, and every word that was spoken against them. Every, even every doubtful thought that they had, all these things that took root in their life. I break the power of those words and those thoughts over God's people in this room right now in the name of Jesus. And I command the effects of every one of these words to go, go, go. I speak freedom, freedom, freedom. Everybody say this with me. I receive freedom. I receive freedom. In Jesus' name, I am free. That's a fact. Now, Lord, I bless them. I ask that you'll pour your spirit over them and bring them life and life more abundantly because, God, that's what you said you have for us. And, God, I call in the abundant life. I call in the abundant life in their physical, in, in, in their physical bodies. I call in the abundant life in their finances. I call the abundant life into their understanding and their knowledge and their wisdom. I call the abundant life of peace into their life. And God, I thank you that where you are, there is freedom. 
And the more that you manifest in our life, the more we can drink of the well of freedom. The more that you manifest in our life, the more we can walk in this place of power and peace and comfort because we are sons and daughters of God. That's who we are. And that's who we're going to tell Satan we are every time he tries to bring that junk back. Every time he tries to speak against us, we're going to say, oh, you evidently don't know who I am. I'm a son of the king. I'm a daughter of the king. I'm in Christ, and he's in me. And you have no place in my life. In the name of Jesus, I bless these people. And God, I bless them with a father's blessing. A spiritual father's blessing. Lord, I just release that, that they would know the father's love in ways they've never experienced before. And God, today they're going to receive the father's love, and as they leave this place, they're going to give it away. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.